0: at mikecrock.com forward slash book that's mike c-r-o-c.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the what are you made of podcast on itunes spotify or your favorite podcast platform if you like watching these it's available on youtube at my channel mike c-rock Scirocco. now enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with Dr. Kian Vu. Listen, guys, I'm excited to share his story with you. But before I do that, I want to express gratitude because I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you to show up and listen or watch this podcast. I'm thankful for the support you've given me. And uh, this is a great opportunity always to start the show with gratitude. So I want to do that. Um, And also, if you want to be unstoppable like me, go get that Rocket Fuel book that I wrote, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. Grant Cardone wrote the forward. It's time for you to get that and become unstoppable yourself. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. All right, let's introduce Dr. Kian Vu. He's one of the most sought after anti-aging physicians in the country. At his Vu MD longevity and performance clinic, Dr. Vu regularly works with celebrities, top corporate executives, and high-functioning professionals to optimize their health, performance, and vitality. He's also a health media personality, appearing on national TV shows like The Doctors, Access Hollywood, and now the What Are You Made Of podcast. You're going to have to add that to your bio. I bro. will. So, <laughs> so hey, enough
1: of that. We'll get into your story now. Enough of the bio. Welcome to the show, Doctor. It is a pleasure to be on. And Mike, I, I got to say, I, your energy is pretty infectious. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Hey, Thanks, man. I, you know, I, I have to, because if I don't, I'm just like everyone else. I mean, I'll settle down into my default positioning which is just getting by and surviving yeah so, so i really have to uh consciously be aware of this and then bring the bring the energy man so uh, but welcome to the show um and, and you're an anti-aging doctor i'm 44 don't i look
1: like 20 you you do and you know what <laughs> what you were saying earlier about gratitude about showing up about being intentional with your energy all that is medicine and all that is anti-aging medicine love to hear that so i'm on the right track then yeah
0: Well, look, I always start the show with the first question. What are you made of, doctor?
1: I am made of perseverance and resilience. In fact, that's how my parents named me. I was actually born in Vietnam a couple of years after the Vietnam War. They were actually, we were from the South. We were Chinese immigrants in Vietnam where my parents had me. And when, after the Vietnam War, the communists seized everything. And here I am an infant. My parents were like, there's no way there's a future fit for this child here we need to you know, take them somewhere else. And so we, we were boat refugees. I was on a boat for eight months, was the only infant that survived on that boat, Wow. Uh, and then spent another three months in a Philippine refugee camp before coming to America. And because of all that they've endured, they had named me uh, Kien, which in Cantonese it's Kien, which means persevering, and it means resilience. And I would probably say it was that boat experience, both refugee experience, to later on becoming a medical doctor getting chronic disease and, and having to reverse that chronic disease, taking that experience of having chronic disease and reversing that to maybe even getting hit with COVID financially, emotionally, physically, and reversing uh, and, and being able to come out of that is being able to look at all these struggles as gifts, persevering through them and knowing that as you persevere through that, as we have resilience through that, we become the version of, of ourselves that could show up best for our family, for our loved one, and for the world.
0: Man, I love it. And the Cantonese of your name, I guess I pronounced it properly though when you first came on today. You're beautiful, I, I think man. I, said I, mean, I, I knew it. I knew it was Cantonese. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you know, I love that. And I want to, I want to, what kind of boat was it? Did Were you ever told what kind of boat or what size? I always wonder that
1: when people, I, you know, what? I'll show you a picture. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm no nautical person, but it was, uh, you know, there was two thousand refugees in there, and we were crammed like sardines. In fact, where my parents were, we were down on the the, the basement level, so it's it, it reeked from what my parents tell me. And I was right next to the restroom, so people would have to crawl over our family to get to the restroom. But you know, I became famous. I was like that baby next to the restroom. Wow, man. Yeah.
0: You know, we 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 all think that we came from different like tough spots, but I can't even imagine that, man. I mean, I came from a tough spot, but that not like that. You know, so. And was it your parents' dream for you to be a doctor? Did they, like, in- it was,
1: the, yeah, certainly it was their dream. It was it was not necessarily mine. You know, in fact, as a kid, I, I looked at my heroes. I was like, you know, I always wanted to use my voice like Tony Robbins or Robin Williams. I mean, it was people in the media that inspired me, that, the, that, that people that were able to make people laugh or people who were inspiring people who, who were able to rock the stage. Those things inspired me, but unfortunately, when I grew up, none of my heroes looked like me, you know, I mean, there was no, you know, Asian hero, you know, there was like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, but I, I didn't know any martial arts. Um, so, uh, that was really, that was really the, the childhood. I forgot your question now talking about that. Well,
0: you know, I was caught off. Of, I was just listening to you, man. I forget the question To No, the parents, <laughs> if they programmed into you. Oh the- yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
1: That's right. I mean, I, they were pharmacists in Vietnam, and for them, their dream was always for for me to be able to do more. And they never understood that um, there could be anything else. I mean, one of the most coveted things to come from you know that Asian background is to be a doctor. And so, you know, I I had my desires of wanting to do media, but I didn't have any heroes. I mean, so I told myself the story that you know what, there's no place for me out there. And uh, you know, my mom, she really gave me three choices. She's like, son. You can be a doctor, an MD, or a physician. And so, you know, as a kid, you always, always kind of want to make your parents happy too. And so I, you know, I went, to, I went into, into medical school. Um, and, you know, it was really also some of those early experiences. You know, I, I experienced a lot of racism as a kid, you know, I was bullied as a kid. You know, I came in, we were in Chinatown, LA when I first moved here, which was a, a, a city and region of immigrants, but I got bus to. Uh, more affluent area for school, and what is one, one of the few Asian kids that were in there. And so constantly being teased for the holes in my clothes, the stinky food my mom you know, made, you know, you know, being told to go back to my home country, and all the ching-chong-chong, chong, you know, people making slanted eyes. And so I grew up with this uh, concept of, of really just not feeling like I belong or not feeling like I was enough. And I did a lot of things to compensate. You know, I compensated by maybe having a larger personality. I compensated by trying to be the very, very best at school, and I compensated by, by thinking that external things that I, I would get for myself would make up for the, for the fact that I was feeling empty inside or not enough inside. In fact, that was probably the seed for my later illness, because chasing that success, you know, the Dalai Lama has a very interesting quote when he said what he found most interesting about humanity. He said, man, because he would sacrifice his health in order to make money and then sacrifice his money to recuperate his health. And I found so many people, yeah. including my, you know, clients you know, who, who are corporate CEOs to celebrities, feels the same thing that they were chasing something outside of themselves because they were feeling empty inside. And when you do that, your body creates some kind of stress and that chronic stress makes you maybe, you know, do actions you don't wanna do, like not sleep very well, not eat very well, not, not work on your exercise. And once all those things are off balance, that really sets the stage for chronic disease. So five years ago, I was a doctor doing minimally invasive surgeries on you know tons of people traveling around the world to speak of this new uh, field of interventional radiology. Yet underneath my white coat, I was overweight. I was diabetic. I was hypertensive. I was on prescription medicines. So I became the doctor who was giving medical advice that had disease myself. And really, that was the point I needed to wake up how old are you? I am 42 now. Okay. So
0: you were in your 30s. So yeah. I went through a phase where from probably 20, early twenties to about 30 something where I was just, man, maybe even like mid thirties where I just didn't pay attention, stopped working out, eating. I got up, I'm five, six and three quarters. I'm not a tall guy. Most people see me. They're like, Oh shit. I thought you were taller than that.
1: <laughs> <But>
0: <laughs> I, I got up to 235 and I had, to mean, I had a chin. I mean, I've, I've been there and yeah. you know. Uh, the stress of work, all that. So I figured if I'm going to be stressed at work, I need to prepare myself for battle. So I started Mm -hmm. figuring all this out too, with the diet and working out and taking it seriously. So I I feel you there, man. I I can relate to that so much. So then what, what turned the tide? Was it the sickness that
1: would would happen? It was a lot of things. And again, like I said, my superpower is resilience and perseverance. So that year uh, it, it was one, I was overweight, diabetic, hypertensive. Also Um, I needed shoulder surgery because I had a torn rotator cuff and I wasn't sure if I was actually going to be able to be a doctor doing surgery anymore. So there was that. I was so engrossed in growing my practice and and, and climbing the ranks of being in the hospital, I neglected my relationships. So the relationship I was currently in that I thought was going to be a long-term relationship, well, she left me for somebody else, no surprise. So it was just a combination of all those things. And I felt just really, really crappy in my life until I met a patient. He was actually a 43 year old, um, guy, pretty young guy with terminal pancreatic cancer. And I was asked to drain 10 liters of fluid from his belly. When you have cancer, when those cancer cells plug up the drainage systems, you can build a lot of fluid. So, you know, here I am thinking I'm going to walk into this room, you know, and meet this poor guy who has terminal pancreatic cancer and this huge stomach. And I, I was, I remember feeling pretty sorry for myself that day, but I was like, but this guy has it worse. I open that door, I walk in, his name is Ishmael. And he looks at me, I'm like, hey, doc, how you doing, man? And in my mind, I'm like, how is this guy who is about to die have so much love and energy? And so I actually asked him, I said, Ishmael, how are, you, how are you approaching life this way? And he says, doc, it didn't always used to be like this. I used to be resentful. I used to have a lot of hate. But right now, what can I do? Every single moment, I can choose how I show up in the world. I can choose to show up with positivity, with love. And that's how I choose to be. And you know, I felt his love. I felt his energy. And I said, wow, wow, that is the power of choice. And after that moment, I said, I'm going to make a choice to reverse my chronic diseases. And I'm going to be able to share that message with, with other people. So that really kind of started the process off. And, and just making a few changes, I actually reversed all my chronic conditions in, in six months. I did more deeper work. You know, First, I worked on sleep, nutrition, exercise. Then I worked on myself. does Kian Vu want to be in the world, you know? And, uh, you know, with what I've developed, you know, I am really, really excited to let people know that your health, who you get to be is really, is really up to you. You control your health destiny. And really that's the message right now.
0: I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book Rocket Fuel is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. I love it. Talk about your mind power and how your mind affects just the mind itself,
1: your health. No, one hundred percent. Well, two things before I talk about the mind. Let's talk about some emotions, right? The emotions of anger, of hate, of resentment, stress—all those emotions actually increases inflammation and it lowers your immune system. And that puts our cells and our body in the environment to get chronic disease. You know, in fact, it's all of that stuff that goes on. You know, people in America aren't doing well with COVID-19. The ones that aren't doing well are the ones with chronic disease. And they are in probably a lot of those negative emotional states. Whereas I was mentioning to you before, the emotions of love, of gratitude, of connection, of joy, those are actually emotions that do the exact opposite as those negative emotions. It lowers inflammation. It increases your immunity and they're anti-aging medicines. So that's emotions. Well, where do our thoughts come into play? Well, our thoughts are actually the filters by which we look at the world and determine whether something is safe or not safe, and they make us feel. So if we have a thought like, I'm not enough, or I am not worthy, or, you know, hell, you know, my bank account just took a big hit, you know, everything's gonna be over now. If you let those thoughts come in, you're going to start to feel those negative emotions you're going to start to feel contracted you're going to start to feel stressed and what's that going to then do to your body like i said all that will lower your immune system increase inflammation that puts you basically on the stage of getting chronic diseases like you know dementia alzheimer's hypertension atherosclerosis all those things so that's why our thoughts are so important um and it's good to be mindful of those thoughts because Thoughts are some things that, that we pick up from the outside. We sometimes they're not even actually most of your thoughts aren't even yours. But what can we do? We are the person, we are the observer and we are the focuser of our thoughts. That's the power of what we can do, is we can take those negative thoughts and say, Oh, I'm starting to feel pretty bad when I'm thinking this. Is that really, really true? And I actually have a process that that, you know, if you're starting to feel really, really charged up, there's actually a process you you can do to kind of like calm yourself down, think a new thought and you know, take new actions towards the outcome you want for your life.
0: I love it, man. I have a concept. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I just finished my book. It's coming out anytime now. It's called Rocket Fuel Convert Setbacks Become Unstoppable. And it's all about taking anything that would nor- stop normal people. I say normal yeah. because most people, or slow them down, storing it in your fuel tank and not your trunk where it weighs you down. This is just the way I reframe what you just said, basically. Yeah. And, and convert it into rocket fuel for your future so that you don't just get back. Resiliency, by the way, is not a strong enough word for me. Cause that just gets you back to your original positioning. I want to yeah. go past that. I don't know if there's a word for that. So I just created rocket fuel, the rocket fuel concept. And so um, that you just described that perfectly. I talk about that in the book and understanding that nothing can stop you. If you take everything that would normally stop you and convert it to rocket fuel. So um, I love it, man, you, you align well with my show and, and my message. Um, and uh, what's the book behind you thrive
1: state. Yeah. Thrive state thrive. State's actually out April 6th um, of this year. And really, It's a concept of how you put yourselves in the position for longevity, for peak performance, and for optimal health. And it's really that energy. You know, it's the energetic environment that we create with our sleep, with our nutrition, with our exercise and movement, with our thoughts, with our emotions, and with our sense of purpose. We actually create an energetic field around ourselves. Now, and there's two main states. We could either be in the thrive state where energetically our cells are thriving and gives you everything for, you know gives you ba- basically the best version of you or your cells are in the stress state, which puts you at risk of getting chronic disease. And so I, I develop a framework where if people follow this framework, they're going to have access to really reclaim their power of their health for optimal health, longevity, and peak performance. Yeah. So there's trillions of cells and, and does it
0: work this way? Since you're a doctor, you would know more about this than I would. But I, I see these cells, once you get them moving a certain direction, it takes a little while to get that momentum building. And then once you have the momentum building, it's flying and it takes a lot more to slow it down, stop it and switch direction either way. Is that how it
1: works? No, for sure. Every single input, our cells are constantly listening to its environment, you know, whether it be from emotion, from sound, from light, from food, from nutrition all these are energetically affecting ourselves. And I talk about that in my book. But here's the cool thing is if you start to change one thing, you, you shift that energy. And as you shift that energy, it becomes easier to make other changes. For example, when we talk about sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindset, thought, all these different things. It, and let's just say you have tons of changes to, make your, you know, to really be in that thrive state. If you start with just something simple, you kind of create energetic momentum that builds on each other so that all the, even the harder changes become easier. So you're exactly right with that, C-Rock. I love it. I love it. So
0: I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask you a question for me, for my sake. So when you started going on this journey, how did you end up on the TV shows, Access Hollywood and The Doctors? I mean, besides being in LA in in general, was it through relationships or did you hire someone or how how did that happen? Can you
1: tell me the process? you got it. Like when I was first, when I first said, you know what, I'm going to try to follow my childhood dream. I, I reversed my diabetes. I want to share this message. You know, I I went with a PR agency and they said, we're going to make your dreams come true. I had no website. I had no message. I had nothing at the time. Um, and I think I had spent about 25, $30,000 hired a PR agency and they didn't get me anything on TV. Uh, they come back about a couple months later, where I was no longer with them anymore, and they said, "Hey, they were looking for somebody who could speak on liver cancer." And that was actually something that I did, you know, when I was full-time in a hospital, was treat a lot of cancer with a minimally invasive surgery. They said, "You know what? Uh, the doctors just called. Uh, do you want to do the show?" And so they put me on the doctors. A couple months later after that, you know, this very same PR agency said, "There's a small show down in, you know. In like Atlanta, very very small show called Me Time with Frangela. They needed a, a medical expert, and she said, "Look, you're no longer my client, but if you pay me X amount of dollars, I could put you on that show." I was like, "All right, sure." Then I end up going on that show. Um, did a few episodes. It didn't really hit you know national uh, airwaves, but what had happened was one of the producers on that show ended up as a producer on Access Hollywood, and lo and behold, they needed you know a few health segments and. You know, then I landed that. so i th- I think the moral of the story is you know, have your vision, know what you want to do, even if things don't work out, you have to constantly work on yourself and and it wasn't like I was just sitting you know sitting idly, you know along the way, wait waiting for the next opportunity to come. It's like how do I refine my message more? How do I connect better on camera with somebody else and constantly working on that on those skills? and then now I you know I'm getting a lot, you know Fortunately, I'm also in LA where, where there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, of, uh, opportunity, but now, you know, through my Instagram and through, um, my other appearances, you know, I get to vet out a lot of these different projects that I'm working on.
0: I love it, man. And when you went on your first couple of shows, had you had experience on podcasts prior to that, or did you do it? No. Anything?
1: In fact, I only, I only started doing podcasts probably, um, you know, late last year. Yeah. So I've done, you know, TV and it's a completely different beast actually.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I know that like, for me, I've been doing, I did 300 some interviews last year in the last 12 yeah. months. I can just go,
1: you know? Right. And I,
0: so if I, when I get on TV, I'm not going to have any problem, but I, yeah. that's why I was wondering, because when you did it, you didn't have that experience. So you just basically probably approached it as, you know, Hey, look, I'm talking to patients or I'm talking, you know, I'm consulting someone. Is that how right. you do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So some of that was, you know, natural. I, I did take a few hosting classes. I would probably say the only thing that's different on TV is everything gets smashed down to 2 to 5 minutes so you really got to know n- sound bites here i could you know speak from my heart you know we can dive deeper into things nah, you no know, i'm going to smash not, you that's down, not the man. case i'm going to smash you down too. No, i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no but i get it no. my cousin was on channel 3 news in the evening time in cbs in philadelphia and when i was growing up i used to be pat's pat her name was pat shiraki i used to be pat's you know, cousin. And I used to tell everybody that I always used to look up to her. I'm like, I'm going to be on TV one day. And somehow in my journey, I got off course and went into business. I I don't, you know, I lost my purpose intention, what have you. Same thing as you, though. I'm going back to it now. And I have an opportunity to be on an Amazon prime uh, show coming up here. It's filming in June. So I'm just looking forward to all that. I love it. I love the fact that you did it. And I just think it's so cool that, you know, our, our childhood dreams come back to us Maybe it's, maybe it's our midlife thing or something. I don't know, but pretty you know, awesome. We remember
1: because you know what? As kids, we, if we look at animals, they instinctually know what to do and they instinctually know who, who they are as people. As kids, we know that. We follow the things that bring us joy, but then we start adopting other people's thoughts of what is right and what's wrong and we lose that throughout time. And I think as human beings, our, our journey is really to remember who we are and, to, and, and start to own that again. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that's, that's where you and I are now. I love it. Well,
0: look, I got a couple more, two more questions for you. Before I do those two questions, though, what's the best way for my audience to reach you, engage with you, buy the book, whatever you want
1: to? Yeah, sounds great. So Thrive State Book is out uh, on April 6th. You can pick up copies on Amazon, wherever books are sold, or go to thrivestatebook.com. There's a lot of awesome book bundles that you can get there. You can follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, at kienvumd. And also my website is kienvumd.com.
0: Awesome. Go support Dr. Vu, guys. You know, we support our guests. Let them know that you're here. Uh, all right, two more things. One, um, I'm working on a project right now. It's a tech product. But, you know, I have uh, been involved with digital courses and, and done some myself, used some myself. But I see a big problem with watching things rather than doing them and having the blueprint. And I saw a big problem in my life, the weakness of my life and all the success I've had. I didn't document enough. I didn't document S document SOPs. I didn't document, you know, any of it. And then I couldn't replicate it as easy. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, like it wouldn't be as easy or I couldn't teach people. So I looked at that as a weakness and I'm like, you know what? There's an, there's an opportunity for this. There's a lot of the, the market's saturated with digital courses. I created this thing with my partners called blueprinted, B-L-O printed. And basically it's going to be create an opportunity for those that have courses or those that want to coach or teach or doctors or what have you to put in a project management format, algorithmic format, step by step by step, how to accomplish something so that you have no questions of what's the first step? What do I do here? What do I do next? How does it go all the way through? And if something like this happens, do I do this or this? So we're creating this for people to use this software as a marketplace and also opportunities to teach people. But how, how much more successful do you think that we could all be And in, in, your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, in your past experience
1: having the exact step-by-step blueprint to something. That will save you so much time. You can do it on your own. Like I'm just about to launch a course. It took me so long to kind of figure that out. That's not my superpower. But if somebody who's already been there, done that, you know, and have been successful in in doing that in terms of where to think and how to think, that will shrink down your process and accelerate it. So that is something I wish I had on my tool belt when I embarked on my journey of the Thrive State Accelerator. I'm going to plug that in. Uh, That launches with the course or with the book.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and then you're going to need a blueprint for it. So, you'll you'll be one of our blueprinters. I I just signed you up. Um, Anyway, so final question here. I always ask this question. Uh, We talked about the rocket fuel concept going forward or in your past. Give me two to three sentences. And I I cut this, by the way. So this is this why I asked this here. What does the rocket fuel law that I explained to you earlier? What does that mean to
1: you? The rocket fuel law means the following: We always have a choice. And I go back to the phrase from Viktor Frankl: Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is our power to choose a response. And in our response is our growth and freedom. So whatever has happened to you in your life is your fuel. Whatever your pains are is actually something that is given to you so you can get past so that you can make better choices so that you can now, as somebody who is healed, as somebody who's the next version of yourself, can give to other people. So- your entire life, your experiences, all those pains are now your rocket fuel. Perfect. Perfect. Great.
0: Well said and great interview. I really pre- well, I'm really well. i not giving myself props here. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the guest, of course. Um, well, I did pretty good myself too. But anyway, thank you so much, doctor, for coming on. I appreciate you. I look forward to uh, popping out in LA. I haven't been to LA before and I plan on once things clear up, making a trip out. So I'd love to meet you in person and look forward to developing a relationship with you.
1: Thank you, C-Rock, for having me, brother.
0: Appreciate you. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Searock and the unstoppable Dr. V, as he likes to be called. Go get his book, Thrive State, coming out April 6th. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikesrock with no K.com, And let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential.